Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. The JT and Looney Podcast, episode 76. As I pour myself a nice glass of Justin Cabernet on my wife's birthday weekend. Oh, great, great. Saturday, and... I feel like I deserve a juice box for all the radio I've done <laughs> as we go into this podcast. I really do believe I deserve a little boy's medal or a little baby trophy, plastic trophy, and a juice juice box because it was a, a good rewarding week on radio, but a lot of hours. And, oh, last I looked, we're still in a pandemic where no fans are at any games. Right. I'm still doing the heavy lifting. How are you? There were 20,000 in the Mile High City today to watch the Dodgers slog their way through a game one now i don't know if you you saw or heard this i heard charlie steiner call it on the radio it's incredible what you're about to do i just (laughs) ended my show needing to finish three more minutes of content Uh played the longest charlie steiner soundbite of all time and i could not interrupt you i couldn't hold back and say charlie you're no vin scully I know. Yeah, yeah. Finn would have had trouble with that, though, too. It was Charlie and Rick Monday. Rick Monday's been calling Dodger games forever. Uh, both are okay for calling, you know, for, for probably being the second most storied franchise in Major League Baseball. I like Charlie more than most. I am, as you know, I am the black sheep many times. I lead, I don't follow, I zig, I don't zag. And uh, I'm not in the majority who, uh, when I say I, I like Charlie, but that was a tough one. Because it was a home run, but then Cody Bellinger ran by. Well, how, how little league is that? Justin Turner? So yeah, was... you're not supposed to run by someone when they hit a home <laughs> run. And then you would hope you had a play-by-play voice that had someone in his ear explain it to him instead of dead air for like 18 seconds trying to figure it out and then come back. And again, look, the art of the play-by-play voice in baseball, John Sterling, it's interesting you bring up and you talk about the Dodgers, the Yankees. Well, yeah. The Yankees lost one of the, you know, I'm, I'm, my wife calls me cranky Yankee. That was a bit we did right on our show. And the Yankees were up two nothing, two two. They had bases loaded in the ninth inning, bottom of the ninth. Then a runner on second opening day with no outs. What do you do? Got a runner on second, no out. What do you do? You bunt every time you bunt. Oh, the guy goes to third right. and then he's on third. And all you need is a pop up and arrow. You win the game. But the Yankees struck out. Then they hit a bases loaded ground ball, force it home. And then judge came up and struck out. So then I'm on the air and I look up and I go, Oh my God, they're starting with the little league rule. They're putting a runner on second base oh. for Toronto oh. double over the head of judge, the little guy who had the juice box and got to leave the dugout and start the inning on second. He didn't have to get a hit and steal a base. He just walked out to start the inning at second base. They go up three, two, the Yankees lose the game, and Aaron Boone was clueless. He didn't even understand that all you had to do was manufacture a run in the ninth. You didn't need four runs in the ninth. Right. You needed one run, and they couldn't do it. And I carried that weight all day into the show at night in this podcast. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and I have a weight on my shoulders if I don't mention Bet online in the first five minutes of our podcast. That is the protocol. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Got the final four now. Bet online has you covered for that or any sport you want. All the news, scores, and odds you can find right there at betonline.ag. Use your mobile device, use your PC at home, whatever you got, whatever way you can get there. Go to betonline.ag. 
Sign up today. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just for being friends with the JT and Looney podcast. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Hope Springs Eternal. Welcome to baseball. Yes. Uh, you live in a yeah. world championship city where I put an asterisk on the Dodgers World Series because they only played 60 games. So I couldn't give them a full World Series. But I said it was cute. And they did win. And they played great in the playoffs. Down 3-1 to Atlanta. Won the World Series during a pandemic, but I still got a big old asterisk because they only played 60 games. Yeah, yeah, but it is it was great, at least for you know a city that suffered a lot through COVID that we got within weeks. We had the Lakers and the Dodgers win world championships, and that was a lot of fun. And speaking of cute, USC's basketball pro- program, USC, which is like you know, we've got the Lakers and the Clippers. The Clippers are the JV team, and we've got UCLA basketball and the JV team, USC basketball. And look at the USC and UCLA headed uh, head into the Elite Eight, and and USC. You know, it was a cute little run that USC has, and, and of course people are going to start saying, oh, "Is USC a basketball school now?" No, but it was it was a cute little run, just like the Clippers getting into the playoffs. It's fun, it's cute, and then they'll lose to somebody they shouldn't lose to because they're the Clippers. Or in USC's in USC's case, they lost somebody they should have lost to. Because they got yeah. boat raced. <laughs> yeah, and that, there's a lot to get to there because yes. I watched Operation Varsity Blues, the college admissions scandal on Netflix. Ooh. It got a lot to do with USC. Right. So as you know, Laurie Laughlin and everybody was trying to get their kids into USC, I had a personal friend of mine, a guy that I worked with in the 90s, who I have the utmost respect for. I'll leave his name out of the podcast. Right. My friends will know he did it with two of his kids. Ended up doing federal time. Wow. Got caught. And you've got to watch this on Netflix to see the entitlement and what these parents got roped into. Matthew Modine plays, he stars in it. He plays the guy who created the scandal. Love him. And he read the all the way back to Birdie. He read the actual transcripts. So he acted it out, was fantastic in the role. He's great. And, And the whole documentary was about the transcript. So you heard what they were saying on the wire, how he was trying to entrap the people in the scheme and all that. It is really good. I got one kid in college, one about to go. And when I watched it, I looked at my wife and I go, could you ever, ever imagine being that scandalous to want to do that to your child and cheat for them to get into college? And so many parents deal with that pressure. It's awesome. Well, hasn't that, uh, here's what, it, it, this doesn't justify anything. But hasn't that, you know, with the people who go to Yale, like the Bushes and the Kennedys and the Harvard and all that, hasn't that kind of been a thing in the Northeast yeah. with rich families forever? You get to go to Harvard. If you go to Harvard, then your son gets to go. Legacies and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. It has okay. to do with money. But now it's so difficult to get into college. It's so difficult. And this is such a big topic in my life now. Right. I'm dealing with this. And. You know, I went to Geneseo State University in upstate New York, a very, very good school that got much better after I left. And it cost nothing. And my dad paid for it. And I had a little bit of spending money. And I didn't care about getting an education. I care about being in a fraternity. Right. And that had a bigger impact on my life than my education. But I don't want to tell that to my sons. I want my sons to go get a real education. And now especially if you're in a situation where your kids are not going to get full boat rides or scholarships for playing sports, right? You're now going to pay roughly 25 to 50,000 a year 
to send your kid to college where in college they're going to learn how to drink. Some are going to learn how to smoke pot. Some are going to learn how to sleep in. Some are going to learn how to have a girlfriend. They're going to go through life. And you don't want to take that away from your kid. You want to give them everything they have. But now to spend that amount of money, which eats into people's retirements and their 401ks and their, what they're going to have the rest of their lives, it's a big topic. And it eats into the experience in college. Just like my high school was a high school for regular people and poor people. Notre Dame High School in Elmira, New York. Now it's a rich kid's school. I went, to, I went to school with normal kids. You know, Bulldog Sheehan had 11 brothers and sisters. Nobody with 12 kids. Now nobody has 12 kids anymore. But if they did, they couldn't send their kids to Notre Dame High School. You know, and, uh, you know, and some kids would, you know, clean homerooms before school and do different things. Or their parents would work the candy bar stand at games and do different, you know, great, wholesome things like that. But not anymore. And it shouldn't be that way to get an education. An education should be easier to get. It shouldn't be easy to get a grade or easy to get an A, but it should be easier to get into a school if you want to uh, further yourself in life. It should be. In a lot of other countries, it is, and we've got to reassess that. Well, I don't believe in Bernie that we'll pay for everybody's school or we'll forgive all your loans. If you took out loans, that was so much. But I don't it needs believe- to have a, there needs to be a conversation about everything we just said, though. It should, can't, it just, just like you said with, with, with athletes' uh, salaries. Well, the same thing with paying for kids to go to school. It can't keep going up and up. No, it can't. And I say that about sports. I'm so happy that we're bringing this up because I always say about homes and sports, there's a new TV deal in the NFL. Well, that doesn't mean that a quarterback could make $60 million a year. No, 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 no. Follow me here. If Dan Marino made like a million a year and Bart Starr made like not even a hundred grand, we can't give people now $30 million to play a game of quarterback where they only play for 30 minutes a game. The other half of the game is defense. And what we're doing is we're saying, well, the television contract is going up. So we have to pay the quarterbacks double of what we paid them five years ago, not 50 years ago. And it's the same thing you bring up beautifully with college. If college costs five grand when it was for me, now 30 years later, it should cost maybe 20 grand. It shouldn't cost $60,000 at basic school, there's got to be a cap on this, Tom. Well, and another reason why there are so many angry people and people don't know, you know the same angry people, even in both parties, it's the same angry people who get to 65 and have nothing. And some blame liberals and some blame conservatives, but they've gotten the 65 and they work their ass off and they got nothing. And their houses and they use, they got a reverse mortgage because Tom Selleck told them to get them one and now get, get one and now they die and then their kids can't have the house. Their kids are getting a bill. Oh, do you have a reverse mortgage story I haven't heard of? Do you have a good one I've never No, I've never but follow that up. There, there was a great movie about it. I'll have to get to a great movie a couple of years ago that was just so good about that issue, which is really upsetting a lot of people in the country. But if right, if your house costs that your parents bought cost thirty thousand dollars, and now for them, and you know, and what is that for a thirty year loan? Seven cents a month? And then uh, you get to be 25 or 30. You have a really great job, but you can't afford a house because they're $700,000. Because now houses are, are a lot of times something a rich person buys as a second or third home, and they got to jack the price up on rent or whatever so they can afford it. And no one, and, and average people can't afford homes in Boise. And so it's, it's, I mean, all this ties together where we've got to kill this inflation for a decent, a decent education or a decent home. Listen, there's inflation and prices go up. And right. there's got to be a point where prices can't go up. 
that right. much more. All the parents that are multi, multi millionaires that can afford to send their kids to Harvard, Stanford, USC, mm-hmm. Brown, all the schools we're talking about, you know, they they could get to the point where they can pay a hundred thousand a year, right. not the four years, but everybody else, everybody else can't get to the can't. point where it's thirty to fifty thousand a year. You got two or three kids that want to go to college. You know, a lot of people I've been very blessed, been working a long time. There's a lot of people that just can't afford to do it. And their kids feel the guilt because what is a kid going to do? Tell mom and dad, you know, mom and dad, you've worked your whole life. I don't want to take some of your retirement or most of it to go to college and <laughs> right off and have fun. But kids don't get it because they haven't been to college. They're too young. Well, right. Yeah, go ahead. And, and to get a job is critical. You need a great education. You shouldn't have a job, but it really, really, really doesn't. You shouldn't have to pay a quarter of a million dollars to graduate college or go into debt or into debt like write a resume to get to write a resume and hope and cross your fingers. You could get a job. And that's where the country's going. And they better make it worth it. They got a lot of bullshit classes on Seinfeld. Right. People in China aren't studying Seinfeld. All right. People in other countries that we're competing with don't have classes on Seinfeld. Well, don't tell everybody my secret. I'm the only person in the world to go to college and never take math or science. No one figured it out. I always have that dream where I'm going to wake up and standing over my bed is going to be some guy saying you didn't graduate. Oh, God. Yes, I know. You and I have both had that. Oh. I, I always just thought the vice principal at some point was going to come in and say, you need to get a real job. You've never had a real job. You're still wearing shorts and cut off shorts. Uh, I, but, but another thing about that, too, is right. Communications is talking. It should be a class, not a four year, uh, not a four year degree. It's not a degree. It's a class. Talking is not a, a, a major. Talking is not a major. Communications is talking. It's a class. I know maybe a speaking class or whatever, but it's not a four-year degree. We're ripping people off too at these incredible prices. You know, kids. Well, I like TV. Oh, I'll major in TV. No, you watch TV. You don't major in TV. It might be a class, but the class is what? How to stand up and speak? How to read out loud without sounding like you're reading? Those are classes, not majors. I was a speech communication major. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. You know, when we were in college, JT, neither one of us could do the Sunday scaries. You know, they're CBD gummies that help you get to sleep. It's really cool. Uh, I don't sleep well. When I was in college, a lot of the times, <laughs> the way I fell asleep was I drank extra beer. Uh, that's a tough thing in the morning. But if you stick with Sunday scaries, then you don't wake up with a hangover in the morning. They're, Sunday scaries are CBD gummies. And they help you decompress. They clear your head. You can fall asleep and actually wake up with a like a fully functioning human being. I wasn't able to do that in college because when you drink a lot of beer, you don't wake up like a fully functioning human being. But you do when you try the CBD gummies, Sunday Scaries. It's no risk to buy. The company offers a 100% lifetime money back guarantee. If the product doesn't work for you. That's okay. You get your money back. Sunday Scaries is in the stress-relieving business, not the stress-causing business. And we'll give you 25% off to prove it. Visit sundayscaries.com. Use my promo code LOONY for your discount, L-O-O-N-E-Y. That's the promo code LOONY. And get 25% off at sundayscaries.com. They're effing amazing. And you won't regret getting yourself some Sunday Scaries. I got to make this point, which was important for me. When I got to college, I left home. 
I want to weigh seven yeah, hours me too. by car. And I went away from home and my dad did all the heavy lifting. I haven't told the story, but my dad decided for me and my best friend, Jimmy B, we talk about where we were mm-hmm. going to go to college. He did all the work. And that was before the Internet or to the point where you could sit there at a computer in 1983 when I graduated high school and you couldn't sit there and bring up everything on a computer. So my dad sent for all the publications and built files and notes. I was a swimmer in high school. I was okay. I wasn't great, but good enough to swim in college. So he used that and he helped figure out what was going to do. And he picked eight schools and then he was smart enough to look at the one and said, I think there's something unique about this school. I couldn't even pronounce it. Geneseo, upstate New York. And we went up there and my best friend and I decided to go there. And if my dad didn't make that decision for me, I miss out on all my fraternity brothers, all the guys that I had the biggest impact in my life. I didn't have any brothers. I just had two sisters. And I went to college and I met a fraternity of guys that changed my life. They gave me the confidence to speak to speak in meetings, to become a president of a fraternity, to come back to college and get recognized for that. That all happened because I joined a fraternity. It had nothing to do with my education, 0.0. The fact that I joined a fraternity and it happened to be a special one and it just worked, gave me the confidence to become a stockbroker, to become a sports talk radio host. I think it has a lot of the traits that work with me and my wife and my kids so I just wanted to connect with everybody on that. If you, you don't have to join a fraternity and nothing that you could, you could be totally opposite of that, right. but you got to have a pivot point in college where something big happens, big, either an internship, yep. you meet someone, you meet your partner of the future. And that all came together for me at a fraternity. My apartment building in state college, Pennsylvania was across the street from the radio station. I was a political science major, which was great for me, too, because it was all about reading, writing and thinking political science majors. You have have to write a 30 page paper when you're a freshman. I write 30 page papers. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I said, you went to Penn State. Yeah. And and, and as you know, I love to write the most the most important class I took in high school was typing. And the most important class I took in college was an English class my freshman year and a great English teacher and a writing about society class. But I learned how to read, write and think, you know, liberal arts will teach you how to read, write and think, which is which all of a sudden everything exploded. The Internet exploded. So my typing class, my two years of typing class in, in high school came in handy. And then you have to write everything on the Internet and things are writing. And I became a writer. Uh, when I got to L.A. on radio and television for newspapers and what blogs before they were called blogs. And so the political science major really helped me. And, you know, what's amazing is we had a professor, Johnson, who told my roommate, Saul Rothenberg, and I both we had both write a 30 page paper on. He chose Gary Hart for me and my roommate got Joe Biden. Ooh. And we and we both ended up falling in love with each other's candidate. Joe Biden was more my guy. He's a guy's guy. He was from Scranton. Uh, you know, I have deep roots in Pennsylvania. Give me a break, man. Give me a break, man. Yeah, yeah, he was so much. And Gary Hart was wonky. I'm not wonky. Gary Hart, who totally predicted the future about high tech, high touch. It's not going to be about industry and factories anymore. We got to move ahead. It's high tech and high touch. He was way ahead of his time. A brilliant wonky guy so that's not my kind of guy biden was my kind of guy and my roommate liked Hart, 
So we both learned a lot about each other's candidates and had a big place in our heart for both those candidates as uh, as the future, as you know, as Professor Johnson's prediction came to fruition that both guys had a big future. There were two topics that uh, some of our podcasters wanted us to cover on again. I love the feedback we're getting. Right. You, you're subscribing to the podcast. You're leaving reviews. We're building this thing up. We're really happy of what's happening here. Uh, one of our podcast listeners wanted us to react to Tiger. The fact that oh. we're Tiger and we were the first podcasters in the world. We slugged the first podcast after the Tiger accident. Yep. We both said something doesn't smell right. Yep. There's more to the story. Now they kind of know what happened, but they're not letting us know for some type of privacy law. So we both have good connections at TMZ. I reached out, not enough to say here. There's more to the story. So I just wanted to touch off on that because one of our listeners wanted me to cover on it. I knew from the second the accident happened one out of 12, come in. that this was a really big story, even though no one got injured other than Tiger, there was more to it. What do you think about this now? Well, we all we we know that there were no skid marks and he never applied the brakes. So uh, here's here's one thing, too. I'd like to congratulate myself. Yes. Which I almost never do, of course. And that would be that I mentioned the sheriff's department owes celebrities a mulligan after the Kobe Bryant miss after the Kobe Bryant snafu where the sheriff's department deputies started snapping pictures of dead bodies and then showing them to girls in bars. And that was, you know, and, and, and Vanessa was devastated over that. And there was a big fight in court over whether or not she could name names about who did that to her family. And uh, she won that. And, and uh, they weren't able to keep those names suppressed. And I said, the sheriff's department owes celebrities a mulligan here after they uh, traipsed around Kobe's corpse and took pictures. And so that's what's happening here. I predicted that would happen. They would go real easy. And they have so far getting what getting, getting Tiger's permission about whether or not yeah, they can the release cover, it. The cover story at USA Today, the title Tiger Woods crash investigation is complete, but sheriff needs Woods permission to release the report. And we know Tiger suffered broken bones in his right leg, very serious injuries overall. But Sheriff Alex Villanueva said on Wednesday, the cause of the accident has been determined but they need Tiger to give them yeah. permission. So here's what I always say about TMZ, and this is a compliment. No, we don't. We don't need Tiger's permission. We don't right. need permission. It's going to get leaked out. Yep. We're going to find out about this really quick. And what it's going to come down to is what happened to Tiger. Why was he under some type of not drug or alcohol influence? I don't want to go there. But something happened at that moment at that top of the hill where an 18-year-old girl with the driver's pin- permit would have figured out or a 90 year old old lady would have figured out. And he couldn't one of the greatest athletes and fittest athletes, a guy who trained with the Navy seals who had a cup of coffee in the morning, most likely quick on his feet. Yep. And we're not finding out about this. So there's more to the story. We'll see how it develops. Well, you say you don't want to go down the road of pills and alcohol. That's the road he's been down plenty of times. And it's, you know, there's, there's, then pharmaceuticals, we go easy on people who have uh, prescription drug issues, even though sometimes the prescription drugs don't have their name on the bottle uh, or aren't prescribed to them or they've got prescription drugs that they don't have a prescription to. 
So he's had those issues. Remember the long the, the list we put it on our podcast of my my news update of the list that was stuff that was in him last time. So something a lot of times when they need permission, it's you know it's a health issue. You know, there's HIPAA laws as well that they can't just release your your health information like that. So that's my guess. Uh, maybe you know you've heard things whispered in hushed tones that you can't talk about. But my yeah, guess, I, uh, okay. Well, problem with our podcast we're supposed to talk about things here that we don't talk about on i know <laughs> it's supposed to be a little bit more out there but we'll wait another week on that okay we'll wait another week on that but we can't wait another minute to talk about ebay because they're a great new sponsor here of the jt and looney podcast did you know ebay was originally the place where you could find really cool shoes the original sneaker marketplace actually it's a place to go to cop the pair that you've always dreamed about with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators in white suits with microscopes and great big magnifying glasses like grandma Looney used to have. It's a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verifying the box, the logo, the stitching and dozens of other inspection points. Every sneaker, every single one gets an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity, and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And if you're a sneaker seller, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers of $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. It's pretty cool. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selections. I must have a really good life because you know what the biggest problem in my life is right now? Let me guess. Number one, number one problem in my life. The number one problem in your life. I, I can't guess. Oh, you don't have enough silver oak left in your cabinet. No, that very close. <laughs> I can't get an Uber. Oh, you were. I saw you bitching about that on Twitter. There were Ubers. They all got all the Ubers. They either got their stimulus check. That's what I'm hearing in the Uber world because I love the Uber. Here's why. Uber has never let me down. I've never had a bad experience, and I've yep. taken hundreds upon hundreds. You love Uber. So I call and Turn me out of it. You know what my biggest stress is with Uber? Not the driver, not if they're speeding. It's do I give my wife enough time after she does her hair and makeup? Because my wife, need, she doesn't, she's great. She doesn't need two hours to get ready. Right. She needs, like any woman, she needs 45 minutes to get ready. And then I keep pacing downstairs with my road soda, my cocktail, because I want to go to a concert or dinner or something. Right. And I'll look at her and I'll go, it's like a threat. And I don't threaten anyone. I hold the phone to her and I go, I'm going to press. I'm going to press oh, confirm. I understand they're gonna that. Be, they're going to be here in two minutes. Because everybody's pressed it too soon and gotten in trouble. Right. Yes. So, <laughs> and I live by a casino and usually they're coming from the casino so they can get to my house. And now 27 minutes 43 minutes an hour and what's happened is because it's a it's something i want to figure out is that a lot of the uber drivers don't want to drive anymore because they got this the big stimulus check came again okay and they're getting unemployment again and this is happening on this wave and they can make more money not driving so they've all disappeared and wow. they're all gone and they're doing something else another secret they're doing food delivery so instead of picking me and you up and taking us to dinner, uh, they're doing DoorDash 
and they're doing Uber Eats and they're doing all that. And, and they make better money work. doing that. Yeah, yes, they do. Oh, it's less stressful because there's no humans. Yeah, they're going to five guys and picking up two burgers and fries, dropping oh. it off outside your house. So doing that. So we need. Uh, and here's another. Hey, this is a warning to a lot of us. And another topic that, you know, is uh, is really important to me. And that is being polite to people who don't look like you. And I think a lot of Uber drivers who might be immigrants and might not be white guys like you and me get tired of being asked where you're from, where you're from, where are you from, where are you from? Non-white Americans, Asians. My, my friend Jeff Leong that I worked with at the Sidewalk Cafe was half Chinese, half Irish from Seattle. All day, tourists. Where are you from? Where are you from? What's your background? From Seattle. Right? But being called an outsider because he's got Asian eyes. Outsider, outsider. Hey, outsider, where are you from? And a bag of food doesn't ask you where you're from constantly. Like it's a unique question. And I think that's maybe the, your Uber will come a little bit faster and they'll start picking up people again if you stop asking them ethnic questions. I am so distraught and upset by the violence against the Asian community. Yep. It's been such a big story that I've been aware of because of my years in the Bay Area, living in San Francisco, the Oakland Raiders being in Oakland, seeing a vast, vibrant, large Asian community. Uh, it might be the largest Asian community in America, yep. the largest Chinatown anyways in San Francisco. And then you add New York with their Chinatown and the Asian yep. community to see elderly Asians on the street getting punched in the face in their 80s, in their 70s, knocked to the ground as no one does anything. People just close doors and look the other way. I cannot believe that these people are getting treated this way. In our country, the United States of America, I was on it right in the beginning. I noticed it instantly when it happened on the news. I've been talking about it a lot with a lot of people, and it's not clearing up. And I really feel for the Asian community now that is very nervous, especially for their parents, aunts, and uncles that are elderly and just want to go to a grocery store and bring some food and head back to their apartments without being violated. It's really troublesome. And you know how this has been a big thing with me. When Colin Kaepernick was kneeling, I kept saying, Tom Brady's got to give his opinion. Tom Brady, not black people. Tom Brady's got to give his opinion on Black Lives Matter, not black people. And you know the victims don't don't shouldn't have to speak up. And I kept you know how you know how long was that? My, my I said that that movement's not going to work until non-blacks start marching. How how long did I say that? Years Forever. before Forever. before before white people started getting into the street, or people who weren't black started going into the street. And it was the same. You know I, I've always mentioned about gay marriage. Gay people didn't give themselves gay marriage. A heterosexual conservative Supreme Court gave America gay marriage. Slaves didn't free themselves. A bunch of white guys in Washington gave us the Emancipation Proclamation. And those of us who look like you and me are, are, are the people who have to stand up and st say, stop Asian hate. Asians shouldn't have to go into the street and do it. All of us who aren't Asian need to, to push everyone else to chill out. It doesn't matter what people look like. Just go about your day. Deshaun Watson gets too many massages. The <laughs> yes. problem here, the root of this, I've talked about it every night. Ah. Oh, okay. I it, haven't talked about you with it yet, and I haven't heard your yeah. shows. Good. I want to talk about this. 21 women have come forward saying that he behaved inappropriately. Also now, Rusty Harden, one of the greatest defense attorneys of all time. 
represented Roger Clemens, Lance Armstrong. He's now working for Deshaun Watson, and they had 18 women say that he's a good man. But still, there's 21 women saying something happened. There's Tony Busby. It's a great, it, you're going to love this. It's a great attorney on attorney ego battle. Busby versus Harden. Remember I said that. But the root of this problem is it's he said, she said. So we don't know what happened. But we do know that Deshaun Watson was addicted to massages. And in this day and age from Robert Kraft to the massage parlors on the wrong side of your town, mm -hmm. to even the great masseuses who work for a living and do an unbelievable job, you have to think twice before getting a massage if you're going to be a man in a room. So I talked to a football player on this topic this week on the record, but off mm -hmm. the record, not on the show. And he right. told me, he said to me, JT, I put cameras in my home in my massage room. I said, explain. He says, well, I get all my massages at home and I have just a few people that work on me, work on my quads. He's a football player. Right. He said, I installed cameras in my home to make sure that no one could extort me. No one can. So it's in my home. My That's wife's there. Right. He's got one kid saying doing that. Deshaun Watson was asking for massages in, in uh, DMs on Instagram to good looking girls to come over. You can't do that Deshaun. And he did it. Now he's got to fight for his reputation and career. Well, anybody who plays in the National Football League or is a, a, an elite athlete at any level is addicted to massages. You need to get them. I always said, you know, because I'm, I'm a physical fitness lunatic, that, you know, if I had the money saved, I would get one every day. Yes. Uh, I, but here's what you have to do, though. If, if, if here's, This is the mistake he was making. He was obviously there's other stuff going on. When you, when you do get a massage... If you're heterosexual and you're getting a massage from a woman, yes, something does happen. Uh, that's why if you're straight and you want to get a massage. By the way, athletes that elite level many times when they need to get a deep tissue massage, they need a guy to do it because guys can bench press 400 pounds and women can't. Uh, that may sound sexist, but it's a pretty much, it, there's not many women that can bench press 400 pounds, 300 pounds. And that's who you need sticking your elbow in the tight muscles in your back and your neck and your quads. And one of the reasons why athletes constantly break records now is the kinesio the advances in kinesiology, medicine, and massages, the stretching and the great massages that they get. And, and so that's why you have to get a massage by a guy now it's got to be the matter of fact almost like when we had the steroid problem in baseball and they said these are the supplements you can take these are the masseuses you can use we got big fat russian guys <laughs> because they're usually the best in la they're the best they were down on beverly for a hundred years they're gone now and they there was yuri and simon and uh who was the other one they all those russian names vladimir Yes, yes, yes. And so, and they were great. And so the same way, teams should probably have licensed professionals. Oh, they masseuses. do. That's yeah. my point. They do. And, and that's who and you had, get. And he had professional masseuses that are now coming forward and people saying that he behaved badly. So the problem is with Deshaun Watson, and I see it. He's innocent, innocent, innocent till proven guilty. There has not been a police report filed. Uh -huh. 21 women have come forward. Through this attorney, no police report. DA hasn't pushed this forward. And as you and I have always talked about it, Roger Goodell has a bigger budget than the Houston Police Department. Right. He does. And he has the ability to go down there with his investigators and figure this out. 
what someone told me as a guest on my show said is that Deshaun Watson pays these women off. If he decides to settle out of court, then that's going to be a red flag for Goodell saying, no, 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 that doesn't work that way. Just because you paid it to go away, we're going to do an investigation. And if he goes forward and he has a whole bunch of text messages and he, so let's say he treated a woman poorly and she was offended. And then he went on his DMS and said, are you okay? I apologize. That doesn't go away, even though he erased it on his DM. So it's all going to come down to his social media and what he said to these women, Tom. Well, if you can get a hold of, you know, if it's not criminal, can you get a hold of someone's, you know, can you get a subpoena for someone's phone? If it's not paid for by the state, he's not a state, you know, he doesn't work for a state university where the state pays for the phone. I think in civil, I don't know if civil suits, you can get someone's phone. Uh, the NFL can't get to the bottom of it. TMZ can get to the bottom of it. <laughs> TMZ has been better over the years at getting to the bottom of stuff than even the NFL. Good working with you, bud. Uh, okay, see ya. Are you still listening? Thank you for listening to the entire bleeping podcast. That's really cool. At the end of every podcast, I need to remind you of our great sponsor, Bet Online. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right. You bet. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.